We know Georgia politics from Peachtree Street to Pennsylvania Avenue. Politically Georgia podcast delivers exclusive news and analysis five days a week by a team of veteran political insiders watching your public officials. Hosted by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Greg Bluestein, Bill Nygut, Tia Mitchell, and Patricia Murphy. Listen weekdays at 10 a.m. on WABE 90.1. Stream everywhere or at AJC.com forward slash podcasts. News and analysis five days a week from Politically Georgia podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome. I'm Tom Fitzgerald. How are you? You doing all right? I'm doing all right. We welcome you in. We wanted to say hi. We wanted to say hello. We wanted to say welcome. Welcome to what we are now calling the On the Hill podcast. We're coming to you from Washington, D.C., from the studios of Fox 5 D.C., here in beautiful upper northwest Washington, D.C., and I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to be doing here. Um, the television station Fox 5, otherwise known as WTTG, this is, one of the, this is one of the oldest, most historic television stations in the country. Um, it's not a small boast. It's one of the original Dumont television stations in the country. Um, WTTG pioneered broadcast television. Uh, went on the, they went on the air more than 70 years ago now. So what they've been doing here is pretty fascinating. They started a podcast network, and they've been using it to do all manner of different podcasts. They started off on some you know, murder cases that were of note. Uh, the Mansion murders here in Washington, D.C., where family was uh, killed under incredibly mysterious circumstances and people were just drawn to that story. There have been some other notorious cases here in DC where people have done podcasts on those cases as well too. Um, there are opinion shows, there are talk shows, there are entertainment shows, but we wanted to do something that's kind of geared a little more towards politics. Um, and a certain idea of where we're going or where we're at in our politics. Why is it called On the Hill? It's called On the Hill because that is how we always refer to our live shots when we are up at the United States Capitol. You know, the assignment desk here at Fox 5 will call you and say, okay, where are you going to be live? And the answer will always be, well, I'm on the Hill. If you're working in Congress, if you're a staffer, if you're a member of Congress, if you want to tell somebody you're going to meet them, where are we going to meet? Meet on the Hill. So it's, it's a phrase that kind of is part of the vernacular of this city. Where, you know, it's a reference to where people meet each other, where they do business, where they argue, where they fight, where they come together. A lot of it happens on the Hill. And that also refers to where people live as well, too, because there's a very vital neighborhood uh, located up around the United States Capitol as well. Um, the program has been on the air for three years. Um, I've been with it from the beginning. And the idea was very simply that they were going to start a show because we wanted to do a special about the Iowa caucuses back during the 2016 election. So what are caucuses? What are primaries? Um, We wanted to do a show for broadcast television because cable does tend to get, you know, swamped 
with a lot of these shows, but that's not the case so much with broadcast television, your local traditional TV channels. So the program airs every Sunday on television at 8.30 East Coast time here in Washington, D.C., and we bring in an all manner of, of, of people week to week. Um, there was breaking news at the top of the show usually. Um, there are journalists that come in, some of the you know big names either from the Wall Street Journal or the Post or the, the Hill. Uh, they will join us for, for panel talks. Um, then we'll often also have newsmakers as well. We've had governors in. We've had... Uh, members of Congress in, we've had candidates, uh, you know, law enforcement officials, all manner of people who are newsmakers as well, too, um, to put questions to them about actually, you know, what policies that they are putting into place that affect the viewers. Uh, then we also try to, to be a platform also for things that are being done to affect our community in a positive way that aren't necessarily run through the government. You know, there's a lot of people out there um, in grassroots nonprofit organizations that are really affecting the world for the better out there right now. And it's hard to lose sight of that sometimes. You know, a lot of the news does tend to be kind of negative, uh, does tend to be kind of um, not uplifting, we could say. So the ability to kind of sit down with somebody who actually is saying, hey, I'm doing this, my group fixes a small part of the world this way, um, especially on a Sunday morning, that's important. You, you, you need to find time in your world to kind of listen to those voices as well because it's easy to kind of focus in on the other voices that go in the opposite direction and maybe pull you in a way sometimes that does throw you off balance. So, um, quick word about me. Who am I? Why am I here? Why am I talking to you? Why are you listening to this? Um, I'm Tom Fitzgerald. Um, I've been doing news, reporting on news for professionally going on 29 years. Um, but before that, probably five years working part-time and amateur. So, yeah, we've been at it a while. Um, I'm from New Jersey, from Monmouth County, New Jersey, the Jersey Shore, um, made famous by our state troubadour, Bruce Springsteen. I actually grew up in the town just south of Freehold, uh, where Springsteen's from, and grew up right on Highway 9. If you check my Twitter bio at, at FitzFox5DC, you'll see this little reference, a little joke I make that I'm sprung from cages on Highway 9. I actually am. I actually am sprung from Highway 9. Um, Route 9 was this road. It's still there if you go up to New Jersey. You can still ride it on yourself. It's our version of Route 66. It's mythic. It's kind of legendary. And when I was growing up as a kid, it was kind of dangerous. Um, reason being, it was only a two-lane road back in the 70s. And people tried for years, God, for years, to get that road Dualized to widen it out and to try to make it better, safer to ride on. Nobody ever got it done. Mayor after mayor, council after council, they all came in, they all tried, they all failed. They'd call the General Assembly in Trenton, New Jersey, they'd call the State Senate, they'd call whatever governor happened to be in there at the time. Nobody would widen the damn road. 
finally, when I was about 10 years old, we got a mayor. Mayor's name was Jerry Levine. So Jerry Levine got this idea, well, that if the legislature wasn't going to listen to him, if the governor wasn't going to listen to him, he was going to get attention for this and shame them into widening the road. And so that's what he did. Started raising money. He had coffee cans and 7-Elevens. I, I remember it was, a, it, was, it was an effort by people to bring attention to this problem. So what he did is he did this. He gets the two biggest billboards he can find. One at the north end of town from Freehold. One at the south end of town in the town of Lakewood. And what he does with those billboards is he paints them completely white and he puts the largest skull and crossbones you've ever seen in your life smack dab in the middle of, with big black block letters that say, Welcome to New Jersey's Killer Highway 9. Drive carefully. <laughs> so as a kid, you know, I would get in my mother's station wagon and we would head out on Route 9 every day because every day you had to go anywhere, you had to go on Route 9. And you would be met with this giant skull and crossbones calling the road that you're on Killer Highway 9. Here's what happened, though. Mayor started getting attention. News organizations up from North Jersey and New York, they came down, did stories on it. Philadelphia did stories on it. Before you knew it, it was in all the newspapers. It was getting all this attention. And guess what happened? Lo and behold, after a year or two of this billboard being up at both ends of the town and starting to get all of this attention from people seeing it every day, they finally widened the road. <laughs> and it was an early lesson in life, I think, for me also, is that what we're seeing in social media now is that you can affect change by shining a light on things for really good purposes and maybe sometimes for some not good purposes. But every time I ride on that road today as an adult, um, I think back to Jerry Levine, his ability to, even in the 1970s, realize that you could use politics to get something done to improve your community. He's long gone now. The road's still there. Um, but I smile and think about him every time I go up there, go home, and I ride on that road. And I think there, there's a lesson in that for what we're seeing in Washington right now, that you can get things done that no matter how much you fight with people, that there is a solution somewhere. And that's what we're going to do here. That's what we're going to explore. That's what we're going to talk about. And that's the whole reason why we've expanded uh, what up until now has been a half-hour television program into this podcast now. So you're not exactly off the hook on this um, because we have an ask of you as well. And the ask is this. What I want you to do is... If there's something on your mind, if there's something you want explored, if there's some kind of discussion you'd like to hear about something, my ESP powers are nil. <laughs> I literally need to be hit over the head with a frying pan before I can pick up on somebody's cues. So the simple way to affect this is send me a tweet. Uh, my Twitter is at FitzFox5DC. And if you're going to listen to the podcast, there's something you want to get included 
send me a tweet. That's the fastest way to get a hold of me because that thing is on rapid return on my phone. Um, we'll do our best to turn some of that around and read your tweets when we can um, and include that as part of the show because I, I don't want it to just be this you know, fire hose of talking that goes out through the podcast. I, I want it as much as possible and as much as we can include some of the things that you're concerned about, some of the things that you've been kind of been chewing on, what's kind of get your goat a little bit, what you, you know, want to point to as something that's positive. Um, that'll be helpful because the more we can kind of make this a conversation and not just me bloviating into the microphone all the time, um, I think we'll do something useful here. We're going to have fun. Um, we're we're going to have some laughs as we go along. I know this is not very particularly funny because it's me just kind of talking right now, talking to you. Um but we are going to have some fun. Um, the podcast is called On the Hill. It's coming to you from the Fox 5 DC studios in Upper Northwest, Washington, DC. We thank you for listening. We invite you in and we're going to have a good time. We'll see you down the road. And remember, if you've got something you want us to let us know about, if you've got something you want to talk about, send me a tweet. The Twitter handle is FitzFox5DC. We thank you. We'll talk to you soon. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides 24-7 compassionate support and connection to trained counselors. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone. For 24-7 support, just call, text, or chat 988.